Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Thinking Aloud About Film. I'm Jose Arroyo. I'm Richard Lane. And today we're very happy to be joined by Fang <laughs> Ping Liu, who is the curator of the Taiwan Film Festival in Edinburgh. So welcome, Fang Ping. Can you tell us a little bit about what the program is like? Um, so uh, this year, our program theme is Disruptions and Transformations, uh -huh. which is inspired by what happened in the previous year. Uh, uh -huh. Due to the pandemic, uh, it's caused a lot of interruption to people's daily life. And but however, people still change their lifestyle and everything to adapt themselves to what's going to be like post pandemics. So and that's what that's why we set the theme as disruption and transformation. When you look into the history of Taiwanese cinema, you can see uh, a lot of transformation in it as well. Mm -hmm. Say uh, from the 40s, 50s, you have Japanese language films, you have Taiwanese language films, but they are, uh, the content of them are controlled by the government. Mm -hmm. And later on you have uh, when KMT government arrived, like after the civil war in China, KMT government arrived, there's patriotic yeah. films, yeah, and and uh, all the content need to be positive, healthy, and like you cannot depict you cannot depict the bad side of the country, something like that, yeah. yeah. And then later on, the next uh, the next era, you come to like in the 80s, the new wave. You so like that's what everyone knows about. They start to look at the real life in the uh, real life in societies, and so so that's sort of a turning point of Taiwanese cinema. Like before those, well, you can say nearly fantasized words to like what's actually happening in in the country. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so transformation is something that's continuously happening in the Taiwanese cinema history. For Richard and I, it's been a real discovery. I don't know, is it the Taiwanese? Film Center or something like, or the, the Taiwanese Institute. The T TFAI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been making available a whole series of films uh, from the 1960s. Often, is it Hokkien language? Is it pronounced Hokkien? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. You know, and it's been a real discovery for us because obviously, like most people, I'd say, well, we first got into, you know, Edward Yang and Hu Shen and then kind of expanded into, you know, uh, new Taiwanese cinema. But actually to be able to see, you know, some of the earlier films and the variety of films, uh, you know, some of, some of the Tui Hark films and the action films, the melodramas, the spy films, it's been, uh, you know, a real, a real pleasure and a real discovery. So we really welcome, uh, you know, your undertaking uh, another uh, run of uh, the festival. Um, are there particular films that you think are like, you know, uh, treasures that people should look out for? Um, for me personally, I really, I really like archive films because I think archive film is something that you can um, sort of experience the, the 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 past that you haven't, you have no idea about. There were there are two archive well. Um, one is actual archive film from 1930s, like uh, just before Second World War. Uh, that film was made by a Taiwanese photographer 
and uh, he studied in Japan. He he joined like photography society in Japan, and he filmed both Taiwan and Japanese people's life around uh, in the Japanese occupation uh, in Taiwan, and. Um, they were like home movie style, like little clips. Uh, they were collected and put together as a, about 60 minute long sort of a short film collection. And it's silent, but um, still, I mean, archive films, they have their own um, interesting part even without sound. Yeah, yes. and yeah. Right. Um I think I think archive films are interesting and for all kinds of reasons, uh, with or without sound. They tell you a lot about the society and the way of life, and it's a historical document. I wonder who you think or who you hope is your audience uh, for this film festival. For the the particular archive film that I mentioned, is called uh, Deng Guang's A Millimeter. Uh, home movies. I think it was it was originally them home movies, but then now they changed the name to just a millimeters movies. Mm -hmm. And um, in Edinburgh, we have this in person event that uh, combined a silent archive film with live music. Oh, wonderful! Which makes it yeah, which makes it like more more attractive to people who are into live music and. Mm -hmm. In, in the in-person event that we uh, we work with uh, we work with a musician with an experimental musician from Glasgow so sort of we use the modern music combined with the image from the past it's uh, I mean I don't assume you can come over to Edinburgh but it would be great if you can join. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but um, however, the film itself will be available online uh, on our um, online viewing platform. Um, for that film, as what I can see, like, as we already started pre-order, like, people can book the film. Um, that film is quite popular, surprisingly. I don't really know why. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just wondering. And in fact, you know, maybe you can describe the festival as a whole because you've just touched on the fact that there is an online component and there is a live component. So, you know, for how long does the festival run in Edinburgh as a live event? Uh, when do the films start being available digitally so that, you know, people across the country uh, might think about accessing them? Our online program will be available to the UK, the whole UK. And the online program is free. Uh, what you need to do is register and then just book the film. Mm -hmm. And those films will be available between 25th to 31st October. I think you have five days to watch it once, once you, once you book, book the film. So that's the online part. Uh, and then we have in-person events in Edinburgh and Glasgow. So the Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh one is the one I just mentioned, uh, the archive film with live music. Mm. And then um, there are two doc environmental documentaries screening in Glasgow, because this year everyone knows there's a COP26 happening in Glasgow. So uh, we work with Glasgow Film Theatre, GFT, so uh, we, we contribute two environmental documentaries to their COP26 season. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the festival? Um, so we are a very young festival. Last year is our first year, actually. And last year was 
really chaotic <laughs> due to <laughs> due to all the cinema clothes and everything we we started planning uh very early on but then uh when lockdown happened like everything's getting been cancelled and we have to switch to a like complete online version but luckily because it's online so there's no sort of geographical um barrier so like everyone in the uk can watch it and we got we got pretty well uh, we got quite a lot of good feedback from uh, from last year so um so that's why we get the chance to uh do the second year and women the uh, supported by Taiwanese uh, Ministry of Culture mm. and also um, TFAI, which you mentioned, like they they help us get uh, quite a lot of the uh, rights of the films. So last year and this year's program, you um, we sort of focus on uh, telling like the introduce people to Taiwanese film as a whole, like sort of historical elements in them. Like you have films from the past and you have more recent films. And so we hope to introduce British audience, like the films that's not just Taiwanese new wave, but films, we have a term that's called post new wave, mm. such as, uh, um, Midi Z that we screened last year and and this year we have Zero Joe and all that. They are the generation that's after Ho Xiaoxin and Andrew Yang, but then they're they're heavily um, influenced by them. And then we have the films that's before them, say um, director Li Xing and uh, director Bai Jing Rei, like they are the ones that um, sort of uh, they basically started the Taiwanese cinema before, uh -huh. like before Taiwanese cinema become uh, known to international audiences. As for what um, what I want the audience to get is that Taiwanese cinema is, I mean, like from this year and last year's program, we focus more on the historical side, sort of teaching people uh, Taiwanese cinema from different era. But um, in the future, we're trying, we'll try to sort of explore even more to say the recent ones, like to, to discover more new talents, to introduce them to the UK audiences. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. I think this might be the moment to bring Richard into the conversation because he's seen quite a few uh, of these older uh, films that uh, that you were talking about, and he might have some uh, recommendations or some views uh, for our listeners, and and I'm sure he'll also have some questions about the festival. Richard, yeah, I guess the first thing is around the the online component because one I think one of the things we found in the last year is is obviously I think everyone would prefer to actually be in a cinema, but um, the number of festivals that people have been able to engage with online in the last year has been amazing and I think it seems to have particularly helped smaller scale festivals or do you think you've got a kind of bigger and wider audience online than you would have done just as, yeah. a, as an in-person festival yeah yeah that's right yeah and do you, how, how do you see that in the future would you sort of continue doing a combination hybrid festival or um, yes, actually, uh, this year when we got in touch with the venues, we were we were thinking, shall we just go ahead, put everything like 
as in-person events or shall we still keep the online platform mm. active? So <coughs> we decided to, to do the hybrid version because there are quite a few people that they registered last year and they, once we announced that we're coming back online, they just jump back into it and <laughs> just start working. Mm. And so, yeah, I feel like it's a good, if we can keep that platform sort of uh, working in the future, mm. that would get more sort of regular audiences. That's great. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, as it says, with, with the, the kind of range of films you're showing, I think it's great because you, I think you as, as you, I think you alluded to, there's a bit of a, um, the kind of view in the UK of Taiwanese cinema, just meaning Ho Sha Shen and uh, Edward Yang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is such a, uh, in fact, I mean, we always quote this, uh, I think Mark Cousins in the story of film, which is a great book. He, what he says about Taiwanese cinema is that the two most interesting directors were Ho Sha Shen and Edward Yang. And the most yeah. interesting one is Ho Sha Shen. And that's all he says about <laughs> Edward Yang, you know, just like one <laughs> sentence, which is incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think to show people there is this wider range, but also understanding the, well, I think what we found interesting about watching those 60s films was just watching them and then understanding, you know, why they were made as a kind of local cinema and the kind of tension between the sort of government-sponsored cinema and those kind of more commercial yeah. um, local films was, was really fascinating. But yeah, I think the two, it's, so the Best Secret Agent, which we, uh, is a great film, um, but also yeah. I think you're showing Dangerous Youth and... Is it Foolish Bride, Naive Bridegroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the three like, yeah. Hokkien language, the Taiyupian, they were yeah. they were made around that time. Yeah, but um, those were all huge fun, yeah. So. Yeah, because um, there was a sort of restoration project going on in Taiwan. They they restored those, uh, the films back in that time because uh, they were before the sort of government-run um, companies dominant the film dominant the film market in Taiwan uh these smaller production the Taiyu Pian the, the Hokkien language films they were really really popular and mm. um, because mm. there was no ban um there was no sort of restriction on what you can film what you cannot film so there's all kinds of genres all kinds of um stories and for mm. example like in Dendra Shoes who have sex scene which mm. you don't expect to see. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I I so... I I love those films actually. You know. So on the one hand, and I think audiences will love them. So I would really encourage people to go see them, because you know, on the one hand, I wouldn't say they're like great art. Yeah, it's mm. kind of it's popular cinema, but it's very exciting to watch, right? And it's very exciting to watch the clothes the ideas about relationships, the gangsterism, what is crime and, you know, what mm -hmm. isn't, the nightclubs, right? The music, yeah, kind of, I, I, I love the choice of music in that time, which is, which has an international flavor. It's often samba, yeah, or jazzy or, yeah, uh, um, but, it, but it has a particular kind of local inflection, yeah? Uh, mm -hmm. And it very much evokes a kind of, a way of life that is, um, you know, very, very exciting and sexy, yeah, uh, and and very pleasurable to watch. Yeah, because interestingly, um, films from that era, uh, you have um, the Mandarin films that um, is that the word exploit, like uh, female Avengers, like uh, they will be 
expectation. Really sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, like they will be very sexy, and there's going to be lots of sex and violence in it. It's around the same era. You get these sort of cute. Well, you're not cute, but you get these. Um, you get this sexy, but not so. Um, but not so extreme, like uh, like the like the one you just mentioned with the music or the clothes. But then you also get the uh, female revenge and sort of more violent uh, violent parts of the films. But they are they exist in the same era, while the governments producing the officially produced films are healthy real well healthy realism like everything's positive but yeah they all ex- uh, they coexist around the same time which is very interesting yes, yeah. it is. um i was very glad to see also you know that you are showing uh some of the classic uh new wave cinema uh, I see that, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to see Taipei Story and Dust in the Wind. Is that right? Yes. yes. Right, um, yeah. You know, so I think that that will be a real treat to, uh, to for audiences to to go back to those films, which I think really are kind of masterpieces of, of world cinema. Yeah. Unlike Dangerous Youth and Foolish Bride, which are great fun and I really encourage people to see, you know, but, uh, you know, Taipei Story and Dust in the Wind are, you know, they're, they're a different kind of cinema uh, uh, with its own uh, great pleasures. Um, so what else are you, what else are you highlighting in this edition uh, of uh, the Taiwan Film Festival? Um, so, so another highlight uh, is the, the sort of female, not, we didn't deliberately put like female directors, but but we happen to have um, Huang Yushan, director Huang Yushan of uh, Peony Bird. Mm-hmm. And then we have Zero Joe's uh, Splendid Flow. And we have Closing Time, which is the most, re- uh, which is a more recent documentary sh- film in Taipei, uh, film in Taiwan. There are sort of other than these, and there's The Personals, which is uh, also based on a female writer's novel. And um, these films, they, um, especially Peony Bird and the Personals, they talk about women in different um, in different periods of time, like, yeah, in different, uh, from different generations and different society, sort of um, women in different society backgrounds. So, yeah. so like Peony Bird, um, there's mother and daughter, uh, mothers from, uh, rural area in a poor background and then the daughters live uh, grow up in a city and uh, become an independent working woman so like through these films you see the the female uh, woman in Taiwan like their social status change their opinions changing and and things like that for example like the person knows the the protagonist the the main character she's She's a doctor, like a like a. Oh, she's a independent doctor, have a well-paid job, and um, well, not a stable relationship, but but she's independent. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can like in Peony Birds, the the female characters they they um 
they have to rely on the husband and uh, their reputation is very important, things like that. But then in the personals in the 90s, late, late, late 90s, women can do whatever they want. They can be doctors, they can, they can just dating different people. You don't have to, uh, like, like in Peony Birds, the, the marriage was decided by the mother or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so you can tell uh, how the females, how they, how the society is treating them differently, basically. <laughs> you know, when you watch Taiwanese cinema, and especially new wave cinema, you do see that either there are no women or the, the women that there are are marginalized in some way. Yeah. So actually, it's, it's really great that there's a, 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 you know, a place where they can be highlighted, that that kind of, you know, pushing to the side is, is something that is, is changing. Yeah. Um, so we have a program of these feature films. We have a program of classic new Taiwanese cinema. We have Hokkien cinema. Yeah, I highly recommend that. We have the archival films. Yeah, that, um, you know, are a fantastic social document. Is there anything else that we're missing that you would like to draw attention to? There is a short film, A Morning in Taipei, which is recently, um, it was rescored in 2019. Well, it was originally filmed with sound, but the, the sound was lost during, you know, it was more than 50 years ago. Somehow the sound was lost. And then um, the TFAI, they work with Taiwan Sound Lab. They collaborate and we score the morning Taipei uh, with uh, Lim Gong. Lim Gong is a musician from Taiwan who's famous for working with Hou Xiaoxian and Jia Zhangke. Yeah, so... Um, that's a very interesting film to watch because you, it, it's made by Bai Jingwei, who is also a very important figure in Taiwanese cinema. And that was his first film after he studied in, he studied in Italy when he first came back to Taiwan, that's what he made. And um, the film sort of, you, you, you would think it's a mere documentary, but there are acting in it, which mm. is when you first, when I first watch, I, it's kind of difficult to distinguish between the acting and the actual parts, but the more you watch, you just, you can get it, but it's sort of, um, it's quite experimental back then, considering the time was in the sixties. Right. Yeah. So, and, and with the new score, it gives it a, uh, gives it quite of um, modern vibes into it. Yeah, so okay. that's also um, a, a good one to watch, yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, Richard, are, are there any questions that you have overhanging? I, I, don't, I don't think so. It's been really interesting to, to talk and uh, so thanks for taking the time and we look forward to, to watching the rest of the programs. So, yes, yeah. and we will, yeah. we will print uh, the dates and the information and how to access uh, this festival uh, in the blog that accompanies the podcast. Okay, uh, that would be great. One more thing I want to mention, I forgot. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, A Hero of No Return, that is also one film mm. that I really want to recommend, which okay. I should have mentioned earlier. Uh, a Hero of No Return is director Wang Tong's work, and Wang Tong, 
he's normally considered part of the new waves, but somehow he's less known than Hou Xiaoxian and Everyang. He, he his work's really um detail focused because he was an art he was an art director like um before he started directing his own film all the sets all the costume and all that he focused on that a lot and um so a hill of no return is multi-award winning um film in the 90s and um we are going to interview director Wang Tong as well because yeah. he's really too well He's not very well known, but we think like he deserves more attention. <laughs> he really that's does. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, well, that's what we're hoping to bring. And thank you very much for highlighting A Hero of No Return. Uh, so once again, thank you very much, Quan Ping. Uh, thank you very much, Richard. We are thinking aloud about film and we will be visiting the Taiwan Film Festival, not uh, in Edinburgh. Much, I, much as we'd love to visit Edinburgh. We'd love it's to. It's not gonna happen right uh, now. But, <laughs> But digitally. So thank yeah. you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Look forward Great. To you.